In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we come to you today in your presence. We ask you to sanctify our souls, sanctify our hearts, and may worship you as you so deserve. Amen. So tomorrow's Halloween, and as is the uh, kind of the secular nature of Halloween, the day before All Hallows' Eve, the day before um, All Saints' Day is what it should be, it's become kind of secularized, which is fine for the most part, you know, going trick-or-treating, all these things. But it's a phrase that's oftentimes used um, in the Halloween time called Hocus Pocus. Ever heard that phrase, kids? Hocus Pocus? All right. So it's, there's a movie about it, all these things. So what's the connection between Hocus Pocus and the Hokey Pokey? Because of what that is? You put your right hand in, you put your right hand out, shake it all about. Nobody? Okay, good. Okay, it's a thing. Okay. So the connection between Hocus Pocus... And the hokey pokey, are both of them are mocking the Eucharist. Both of them are mocking the Mass, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Because in Latin, pre-microphone worlds, the, the, when you say, this is my body, the phrase, the terms is, hoc est enum corpus meum. So if you can't hear it in the back of the church, if whatever, this is like hundreds of years ago, whatever, and it's, all you hear is, hoc est enum corpus meum, you hear hocus pocus. So they would say, oh, that mass, the whole Jesus thing, is just a bunch of hocus pocus, it's a bunch of magic, it's not whatever divine or anything, anything holy. Or they would see the priest who would do this, and then do this, and there's very specific parts of the mass, the priest has to do very specific gestures, which is part of the mass, part of the tradition. So they would say, oh, it's the hokey pokey, right? You put your right hand in, you put your right hand. All that matters in mass is that the priest does these gestures, like a, like, a, like a play, and then that's all that is. Mass is just is either just nothing or it's magic. Both of them mock God. Both of them mock the presence of Jesus, especially in the Eucharist. Now, what's beautiful about the Eucharist is this is what Christ has commanded us to do. Christ says, do this in memory of me. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body, and this is my blood. Do it in memory of me. We're doing exactly what Christ called us to do. Because since the beginning of creation and so today, the desire of God is to be with his people. Adam and Eve, Isaiah today in, in, the, in, the, in the Old Testament, in the incarnation of Jesus Christ, obviously, and ultimately in the Eucharist. Think of Isaiah. Isaiah is in the temple, for the first reading. He's in the temple, and he's there to pray. And as he prays, the entire temple fills with incense. And he sees seraphim, he sees angels flying, and the voice of God speaks to him. This is the desire of God throughout all human history. I'm going to take Isaiah, I'm going to show him my presence, which at that time in world history, God's presence was the temple, and I want my people to be converted. So he takes Isaiah and says, now go preach to my people. But first, before you do that, I'm going to show you my presence and show you how much I love you and show you how much it's important to me that I'm with you. So he does that. So, okay, God, you're with us. Now what? Whom shall I send? This is the big question from God to Isaiah. Isaiah says, here I am. I'll do it. Because it's not just we come to worship God at Mass. We come into Mass, we worship God, we pray these beautiful prayers, wear our veils, and then we leave and then there's nothing. There can't be a call. There can't be God's love without a call. There has to be a call. There's a, there's a calling from God for us. So like, uh, God wants to be with us. Now what? Now do these things. So first we worship God. And that's beautiful and incredible. This is my body. This is the presence of Jesus Christ in the world. And then we have to pause and say, here I am. What do you want me to do? 
That's what Isaiah did. And he preached and he's converted his people. So what is the call? St. Paul, in the reading today from Corinthians, St. Paul is really preaching it. Because some of us have big calls. Some of you are called to be a priest, called to be a nun, called to be a monk, whatever. Maybe you're called to be a missionary, to go out there and feed the poor. I don't know. Maybe some there's a huge call in this church. Possibly. More than likely, yes. That's a big call. But all of us, as St. Paul says today very elegantly, all of us are called to love. And one of the most overused words in the English language is love. Like, I love you. We're called to love. Love your brothers and sisters. Love God above all things. Love your neighbor as yourself. Good. Do we do that? We follow the command of Jesus who says, do this in memory of me. And we do the Eucharist. We do the Mass. But do we actually love? Does our love, is it endure and persevere and bear all things and take all things and persevere till the end and love never fails? The great reading from Corinthians. Or... More often than not, how often in our hearts do we hold anger and hold grudges and hold these, these pessimistic mentalities of life where we get frustrated with those who are around us? We all do it. I do it. I fall short of the gospel message. I don't want to. I want to love. But love like how? Love like Jesus. The challenge is this. So we have the presence of God. We know the presence of God. We want to worship God. Then we look, okay, Jesus, I want to love like you. And then we look at the cross and say, well, that's what love looks like. And we say, no, 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 I want to love like, like a flowers and champagne and popsicles and pinwheels. That's not the call of Jesus. That's not the call of Christ. There has to be a call to love. So think about it. Think about us at Mass. We come to Mass every Sunday, hopefully. Think of what we do at Mass. Think of the incense at Mass. We have incense at Mass, just like Isaiah in the temple. The temple filled with incense, filled with smoke, filled with the presence of God. We have incense. We have the incense at Mass so that, our, as we hear in the Psalms, our prayers rise to God like incense. Also, to kind of foggy your vision of the temple, foggy your vision of the altar, that you can't fully see it because it's beyond us. Because we have to get, the balance of life has to be this, that what we do at Mass is we praise the incarnate God in Jesus Christ. There's that great prayer by the servers. If you ever serve the Mass, it becomes like a thing when you serve the Mass because we have the consecration, the calling of the Holy Spirit, the breaking and signing, and then we have the Our Father, then we have, you know, like, Shlamam Khon, and there's that big part if you serve Mass, it becomes like, Shabbat, la la It's like, We say it every, every Sunday at Mass. It's a thing, right, to say this part of Mass. Every once in a while there's a server who like takes it like really dramatically like Shabbat like okay just easy easy Shabbat but think of that prayer Shabbat Lalaha Haya Praise the Living God in the gospel today when Jesus asks his apostles who do people say that I am? The prophet, whatever. And then Peter, the first Pope, the rock of faith, says, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Not, you are the Christ, the Son of God who's in heaven, who doesn't care about us, who kind of created the world that ignored us, the God who, who just is going to die, the dead Jesus on the cross. You are the Son of the living God. That we have a God who is physically living. That when the priest consecrates the, body, the bread and wine into the body and blood and soul and divinity of Jesus, it's a beating heart of Jesus. It's alive. That God is alive today as he was to Isaiah, as he was in the creation, as he has always been in the history of all creation outside of time and space. And that God wants to be with you. 
That God of the universe, that God of the ages, wants you as an individual to first worship Him. To first recognize we're in His presence. Then what? Somebody has to do something, and we respond. Here I am. What do you need? Love. Love who? Love your neighbor. Love your spouses. Love your children. Love your coworkers. Love your fellow students. Love those who hurt you. Love those who is that person in your heart that you don't want to forgive, that when you see them, you get frustrated and angry, that you don't want them, you don't like them. In fact, you might hate them. Love them. Love them the most. Because that's what Christ did for us. For as we worship the living God, then we love like he loved us. Amen.